Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We uh, slipped through a bit of a time warp, but uh, a little, little bit of a wormhole. We're back. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. So we're gonna go back to the back to the past and uh, review some of the stuff that happened this month. And then we're gonna go back to the future, and we're gonna talk about some things uh, that are coming up that we're excited about. It's gonna be our nerd fast forward. You're gonna see some serious shit, Marty. And after that, we're bringing back the top five. Uh, stay tuned to hear what that's about, because it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, but until that time, I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. And this is the Shenardigans Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, like we said in the intro, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a long month. We're busy adults. We have lives. We have things that we need to do. So, Don't judge us. Uh, I, I I did turn thirty uh, in the time that we recorded, so I'm old and I can't move around as much anymore. Got to I got to take care of my body. Did it come with a cane, Brian? <laughs> no, but it should have. You know what's weird? Since I turned thirty, I, I don't know if anybody's familiar with what gout is. But I can't help but feel like I may have a little bit of gout in my toe. Maybe it's psychological. Maybe it's not. I think it's psychosomatic. It might be. Uh, I'm a little crazy now. But hey. Just go get some Epsom salts and call me in the morning. I don't know. I... Get get some bath salts and then eat somebody's face off? Yeah, that that works. All right. That stuff makes you strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like we said, it's been a, it's been a pretty uh, eventful month so far. Uh, what do you want to jump into first? I mean, we got a lot of things to to review. It was, it's been an exciting September and, and late August since we talked to you last. Uh, I mean, one of the things, right off the gate, uh, one of the things I'm most excited about. Oh, by the way, before we get started, this is our uh, Nerd Demon Review. So yes. we're going to talk about September and we're going to talk about uh, late August since we talked to you. And we're going to talk about all the cool things that's happened that that's kind of tickled our giblets, yep. so to speak. I like tickling my giblets. <laughs> hey, what you do in your time is your business. This what is you, true. Uh, so, oh man, I'm I'm so excited. So there I was in my car, driving home one day early this month, and I saw a couple uh, Facebook updates, and I was like, let me let me check this out. What what's this about? And one of them said, Oh my God, Emma's back, Shady's back. This is what I've been waiting for. And I, seeing as how I'm a big connoisseur of the Slim Shady. I immediately hopped on Apple Music and was like, what's this about? And lo and behold, the man releases a surprise album. And oh my God, it's fantastic. Needless to say, it's hot fire. It is hot fire. Uh, this man goes in on so many people. Yes. And it is just, it, it's what my ears needed. It, it's its what I needed. But it, it, it sparked some controversy. The album <laughs> is called Kamikaze, by the way. Um Yes, if you have not listened to it yet, do yourself a favor, do your ears a favor, and put that between them. You really need to do it. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, just why do you live under a rock? Yeah. Why are you the way you are? I, I hate so much the things about you I choose mean, to be. guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Tell a friend. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm telling all of our friends. <laughs> yes. That Shady's back. Uh, so, but it, it sparked some... It sparked an interesting little... Uh, Little feud, I, I want to say it is, specifically between uh. Eminem and uh, Water Gun Kelly, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, who? Water Gun Kelly. 
I'm not familiar with these peon rappers. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's he's. A, I don't like mumble rap, okay. And I was watching a couple of interviews with with Machine Gun Kelly where Eminem, you know, they they've gone back and forth essentially yeah, yeah. with Machine Gun Kelly releasing a track known as um, a Rap Devil, of course, being the contrast to Eminem's track Rap God from the Slim Shady Two LP. And it's, it's a good song. But I don't like Machine Gun Kelly. I didn't like him to begin with. I think he's he's the the Kmart version. What what did you call him in that Facebook post? Uh, looks like a white chocolate Kit Kat bar. <laughs> <laughs> he, he very much he very much resembles a melted white chocolate Kit Kat bar. I, his his voice annoys me. His dumbass goof sorry his dumb goofy tattoos annoy yeah. me. And you know picking a fight with Eminem is. Is is never advisable. No, because Eminem is probably the best, one of the best freestyle and just overall rappers of all time. So he released a track called Rap Devil. It was okay. It wasn't really a diss track. It was really confusing because in the first, you know, he would say a line and then he would turn around and call Eminem like the great. We all know you're the greatest rapper alive. Yeah, I mean, there's a line that sticks out in my head where he's talking about how, you know. He's old and the real Slim Shady can't stand up. It's like, like, dude, come on. And he, he says things like, you know, go back to Revival. That was four albums ago and it's like three. So it was like little things like that. It's yeah. very rushed. If you're going to try and go at the GOAT, like you need to you need to study up. And then these little MGK fans are talking about how, you know, he came back with a track in a day. Eminem took two weeks. Well, there's pretty like a debate where that track was on SoundCloud like seven months ago or something. I, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't looked into it. The bottom line is it was a song. It was an all right song. Yeah. See, the reason Eminem took two weeks is because he sits down and he finds the most intimate, deep ways to cut you. He does. He does. And it, the, So subsequently, Eminem released his track back at Machine Gun Kelly called Kill Shot. And, you know, MGK uh, has... Subsequently, he said, "Oh, it was a leg shot. It was a leg shot. He, he, he just grazed me." Okay, okay, whatever. But you know, Eminem, he, has got a lot of flack for kill shot because he said, "Oh, it's petty," and no one seems to understand that that's the point. It, it, he doesn't care enough about Machine Gun Kelly to fuck, to dig yeah, into yeah. anything. But some of the lines were great. I mean, some of the lines I he says in there is like, "I'd rather be eighty year old me than twenty year old you," and I, you had I had to build you a career in order to take yeah. it away from you, which yeah. is oh, so so fantastic. And uh, my favorite one is when he says, I got a got a autograph for your daughter. I wrote it on a starter cap, which is, <laughs> I love it. I just, I love this feud because all the little, all the little MGK fanlets out there yeah. just, I saw someone post, I don't know if it was on Facebook or Reddit, that um, MGK is Stan's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> That brings up one of my other favorite lines where he's like, Stan, Stan, son, dad isn't mad, but how you gonna name yourself after a gun but have a man bun? And I just, <laughs> I remember sitting in the car just dying. <laughs> just, just, uh, oh, I, you know, that's, that's why no one's ever fought. I think Ja Rule had a beef with Eminem at one point, but I think before that, no one decides to. And look what happened to Ja Rule. Yeah, he doesn't even exist anymore. Nope. He got thanos out of the. <laughs> out of, you got Thanos out here. That was interesting. I, I love Eminem. I, I listen to him on the daily. My wife yeah. gets fed up because I <laughs> listen to him so much. But um, 
On top of that, Kiss announces their End of the Road World Tour, and with a tweet, uh, Gene Simmons says it's going to be one of the biggest celebrations of any uh, rock or music entity that's big right now. Kiss is one of those bands that will continue to tour until they either can't physically perform anymore or they all die. Like, they're, they're going to go away for a little bit, and they're going to come back. And they, they've created such, like, I mean, of course, the Kiss Army. Like, there's such a large group of people that, like, idolize this band that, like, they there's no reason for them to stop. No. No, not, not at all. I mean, they have such a cult following. Like, yeah. People just eat up their merchandise, and it goes for hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's, it's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I myself only know like three Kiss songs, I think. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Love, Beth, Detroit Rock City, All Night, or Rock and Roll All Night. Like, yeah. we all know like the hits. Like, there's a lot of the deeper cuts. Um, but, I mean, they're like, God, how long? They've, they've been together, what, now 40? 40, 40, 50 years. That's, like, that's ridiculous. That's insane. I mean, but... And, and it brings me, you know, it breaks the question, like... How can a band like that? I mean, I, I know how a band like that can last so long, but it's like bands like that can last so long, and then you have bands that fizzle out in like a year or two. Yeah, that yeah. that. But I mean, like the music quality, like the music is great for these these bands that only last a couple of years. I I guess it's just you know. I mean, I mean, I, with music in general, not just rock music. There's so yeah. many egos. Yeah, and so many people just want to do things, and I, it's hard. I mean, you know, these bands that, you know. Bands that are our favorites, like Slipknot and all these guys have been forever. I mean, they've faced a lot of challenges. Yeah. So it's it's difficult to imagine like a band like saying, this has been my career. Like, yeah, I'm I've been a band for 40 years. Like it's it's I was uh, looking at this today. Trivium, um, their first album came out like 15 or 20 years ago now. It's insane. Yeah. Insane to think about. Yeah. Because we don't think, you know. You're 30. I'm 20, 28. We don't, yeah. we don't think about it. Like we don't think about 2003, 2004 is that long ago. But then yeah. you look and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. What have I been doing with my life? <laughs> uh, hard, hard to believe. Yeah. But I mean, Kiss is great. Uh, and you know, they're obviously lots of influence, a big influence for lots of modern bands. Oh yeah. They have a huge following, as I said. So uh, yeah, that'll be a cool tour. Uh, Especially if it's as big a celebration. I mean, Kiss is already known for the face paint and the pyrotechnics oh, and yeah. being extra. So, I'm interested to surf the internet and see how how extra it's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, speaking of great artists, uh, Mac Miller un- unfortunately passed away in our in our absence. Yeah. Uh, for a parent overdose. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I mess with Mac Miller. I, I can't even tell you one of his songs, but. I mean, so many people have come out and yeah. said this is a true loss. I mean, I mean, I obviously know he was a, a rapper of great caliber and he had some great songs. I mean, I've I've been able to dig into him ever since his death. Yeah, uh, it sucks because it's again, it's one of those artists that you know, while they're alive and you know they're around, you maybe listen to a, a couple songs here and there, but you don't really put a lot of like time into delving into their discography and their collection, yeah. and then they suddenly pass away and you're like oh well let me go ahead and pull it up and you find out holy crap this guy's a genius There's and he's incredibly talented and then you're, and you feel like you, you feel like crap because 
you're just now getting into this person and you won't be able to experience any yeah. new music from them. Like you didn't even appreciate it when yeah. they were alive. I mean, it just we we take like artists for granted. I think nowadays, and it, and it sucks. It's, I mean, that's like like Lincoln Park. Like I was never big. I was never really big into Lincoln Park, and uh, Chester Pennington, um, unfortunately passed. Yeah. And I, Lincoln Park quickly became one of my favorite bands because I yeah. sat down and I was like, yeah. what am I missing? What and just so much. Yeah. The the great thing about Lincoln Park is you know they started as a rock band, but then they just became something more right they it makes me feel bad looking back at it because with their last couple albums that came out i always used to tell my friends and myself it's like man i I wish they were still doing their old stuff but then you know i I look back at it now and i'm like this even though this stuff is different it doesn't mean it's bad i was just being petty because i was nostalgic for their old stuff but their new stuff is just as good and like you can't expect a band to stay the same throughout no. their entire career. They no. have to change. They have to adapt. They have to kind of otherwise it gets mature. boring. Yeah. So, uh, like I, I sat there for a while and I was like, I can't believe I I felt like this about this music from this person whose incredible talent is no longer with us. Yeah, uh, it's just it really makes you feel like you have to appreciate what you have, right? Because you don't know what tomorrow yeah. is going to bring. So, yeah. uh, I have a greater appreciation for Lincoln Park and yeah. as I dig through Matt Mac Miller stuff I'm going to have a, a greater appreciation for Mac Miller because we all, we all know I'm I'm huge into I know I sit here and I talk about heavy metal and rock and how much I love that but I don't talk about it a lot but I'm huge into rap like I yeah. love rap so much um not the stupid mumble rap bs but just to lose a talent like that man it yeah. it sucks it sucks speaking of things that suck uh Maroon 5 is going to be playing the the Super Bowl this year yeah uh can't I can't stand what's his nuts dumb face? Yeah, I mean, like, I, and this is another one of those bands. Like their first two albums, I really enjoy, but they started, I you know, changing their their style. And uh, I, some people say they sold out. Some people say you know that's just the nature of the business. But yeah, I mean, their stuff is like, their stuff used to be really like rock, like bluesy. Yeah. Now it's all like sugary pop, like bubblegum pop, and. The thing that sucks about this is that I read, I, I found out today that like in an interview, uh, Dave Grohl's like, we'd be down to do a Super Bowl. Like, just tell us when and where we'll do it. And like nobody's considered them for a Super Bowl yet. I, I just feel like Foo, the Foo Fighters are such. I don't I don't know if they're a bigger band than Maroon Five. I I like to think the Foo Fighters are like astronomical, but maybe that's just because yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I I think they're a bigger band than. Maroon 5, but Maroon 5 is more commercially available. Adver- available, and, you know, Adam Levine having his face pretty much everywhere, you know, on ads and, you know, doing the voice and stuff. Like, obviously, they're going to get the guy whose face is, you know, who's, who's more, you know, advertiser-friendly, yeah. I guess. But... Well, I mean, the one thing I will say about Maroon 5 is that you know, Adam has had every opportunity to, if he wanted to branch out on his own and just be his own artist, but he still continues to include include the band members, and yeah. it's, they're still like a Maroon 5. Yeah. Like, he's popular enough to go have his own solo career and do whatever he wants, but he still keeps that band together. So, yeah. So, that, yeah. so that's pretty cool. I mean, the NFL has gone through a weird thing where it's like, well, ever since the Janet Jackson thing, they were like, well, all these 
old guys in these old rock bands aren't going to show their breasts, so let's yeah. just do them yeah. for 10 years. And then finally they were like, oh, I guess we can move back back to pop. So we'll see. I mean, I, I don't watch football. I do watch the Super Bowl. That's the only football I watch yeah. every year. Uh, but speaking of good music, though, uh, you're, we're all familiar with the Black Album by Metallica, one of the greatest rock albums ever to... My personal favorite Metallica album. It's... Apparently, a lot of other people like it too because it's just hit the 500th week on the Billboard Top 200. <laughs> As well, it should. I mean, it, uh, there is not a single track on that album that I can't listen to at least two, two or three times in a row. I love it. It so many good songs. Uh, Bob Rock was fantastic. Oh yeah, in production. Uh, we talked about it before, but they wanted uh, Bob. Rock, they wanted Bob Rock to. They basically wanted Bob Rock to consult on that album, and he said, "I come do it, but actually, I want to executive produce the album. I want to, yeah. pr- I want to make the album." So, started a long trend for them, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, I actually um read that Death Magnetic is ten years old this year. <sighs> it is though. It is. It is. I can't believe that. Yeah. I remember the day I bought Death Magnetic. Oh yeah, me too. It's insane. So that, that's, let's move into what's happened over in the realm of theater uh we got a we got to see a leaked trailer for x-men dark phoenix which is pretty cool and it looks like uh, from what i was reading that it might appear with the venom as a preview for the venom movie that'd be smart uh so i heard that uh magneto and professor x do they're gonna meet again in this movie which is yeah yes i i watched a little bit of of the leaked trailer of course it's not the best quality or you know perspective on it but um, this will be the last iteration, uh, maybe the last iteration we get of these characters as these characters, these actors and actresses as these characters. Um, so, you know, we'll see what they do with it. Um, I'm excited for it. I think I would love to see them get adopted into the MCU because kind of tying onto the tale of that, um, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney announced that Kevin Feige will be taking over control of the X-Men franchise and Fantastic Four and overseeing them in bringing them into the MCU. So Grandmaster Feige, you know, whom we all trust, will do wonders for for that franchise finally. I just hope that it's going to be weird because, you know, we've come to I've come to love these these X-Men movies. I mean, you know. Oh yeah. Or uh First Class and Days of Future Past, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Like I've really liked the character choices and the, the portrayals of these characters, so we'll see what happens with this uh, this new world um, with them. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Sony uh, is apparently going to reboot Charlie's Angels. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be directed by uh, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, so they confirmed that, and they are casting right now. I did see something. Um, I forget who they they announced was going to be playing. Um, What's his name? The guy behind the, the voice. Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, I, I forget who they said was gonna play him, but it's uh, a very well-known British actor. But his name escapes me right now. I'll have to look it up later. Um, but that that's gonna be interesting. They're doing a lot of these like classic um, TV shows to bring it back. Like last night was the premiere of the new Magnum PI. Yeah. Which, for the pilot episode, wasn't bad. I didn't. It had some super cheesy special effects. Um, but I mean. That I mean, they've they've brought back MacGyver. They're doing a like, there's just all these classic TV shows that are. You know what? You know, oh, that just, I just had a huge thought come through my brain. 
I want them to reboot the A team. That would be awesome. I want a new A team. I want a new A team also. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yes. They something else we asked for came true, didn't it? Oh, Picard. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And they actually um he released a couple set uh behind the scenes photos from from that series as it's being developed. I'm so excited. And they're working with with the executive producer from Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Uh I'm so excited. Uh when the series gets released, that's when I subscribe to CBS All Access. So, yep. I read that. Uh, so we talked about this before. I think we talked about this on the last show. We were yeah. worried about the with Guardians and James Gunn. And it, it turns out, according to Disney, that uh, they're going to use James Gunn's uh, Guardians 3 script. Yeah, Sean Gunn uh, tweeted out or, or posted something on a line that said that Disney is planning on using the script that his brother James wrote. So there's a little a little light to shine on that i'm still very concerned because they've pretty much scratched it off their slate for now so you know it was supposed to come out next year either next year or 2021 and now it's question mark so we'll see we'll see where they fit that in with the the current uh landscape but speaking of marvel i'm just gonna throw this in there we got that captain marvel trailer we did i'm pretty impressed yes marvel is very good. They're like the, the the whole it's it's become a meme, but their de aging of these older characters is just it's so good. I'm so so excited for this movie. It like made, it made it viable. I mean, yeah. I I'm so excited. I mean, I've said it already, but I'm yeah. so excited. I just want to see another trailer. I want to see yeah. more. I need yeah. more Disney. One and is it, not it's enough. it's very intriguing because like the way that the trailer puts the timeline, it's that. This isn't going to be like a typical origin story where we see her get her powers. Right. She'll already have her powers, so we might see that in a flashback. But, like, she apparently doesn't know that she was from Earth. So it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes and how this plays out. But I'm just glad that Phil Coulson gets to be in a movie again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. I saw somebody post something online that... um was talking about the inspiration behind her suit because it's red and blue. Yeah. And somebody said that maybe Phil Coulson has a hand in that because he helps design Cap's suit and he's a huge Cap fanboy. So maybe the red and blue kind of is a, is a, is a, a nod or an homage to Captain America. It could be. So, yeah. would, so we'll see if that gets brought up at all. That's viable. Uh, and also from our, we got to see some uh, photos from the new Spider-Man movie, which is called uh, Far From Home. Yep. And it looks like that uh, there was a picture of Tom Holland in the stealth spider suit, which is uh, the black and green. Yeah, I've been playing the hell out of Spider-Man for PS4. It's actually the first game that I'm almost 100% complete in. Wow, really? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so much fun. And one of the suits that you unlock is that, you know, that cell suit. And it's it's such a clean looking suit, man. It's so cool. It looked it, yeah. it looks really good on the, on the photos. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We we've talked about it before. How are they going to do Spider Man? And I'm I, I need this movie. Yeah, this is another well, movie that I absolutely. Our need. answers will come next year in what like eight months. Wow, yeah. I've, I'm I'm so ready for for Avengers. What whatever it was. Did you see the the thing that um the Russo brothers posted? Yeah, I did. Like there's a little a little black and white picture of one of the of one of the Russos in like a soundstage, and the caption just says "Look hard." So like everybody's trying to look, and what I can't, what I noticed was there's uh, like an easel stand and then um, a ladder, and they both form the letter A. So that gets me thinking. Okay, Avengers Assemble, Avengers Aftermath. 
And then, like, other people saying, well, no, there's an A here, and then there's, like, a little E over in the corner here. So, Avengers Endgame. Like, there's, like, we just, we want the title already. Please give us the title. Just give it to us, please. I'm begging you. Come on, Disney. I need to know how this ends. Now. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Uh, moving on to DC. Uh, I don't know if we touched on it, but Joaquin Phoenix was uh, selected to be Joker in the standalone movie. Yes. Uh, and we got to see some set photos with pictures of him, and he just looks fantastic. Yes. It's 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 a very interesting take on this character. It's, it seems like it's kind of moving a little bit away from these obvious source material and, and, the, and the backstory that everybody knows about the Joker. Of course, the Joker has is one of these enigmatic characters that could have any number of potential backstories. Yeah, yeah right. The one we all all know is that he fell into a vat of chemicals, um, and it bleached his skin. But the, like, apparently, like the the Joker actually has a name. He's Arthur Fleck, and he's a, a a comedian in the '80s who, I guess, gets you know shunned and booed and just never really makes it big. And uh, Thomas Wayne is in this film, um, so it's gonna it's very like the pictures I've seen and the way his makeup is is, is designed is very very interesting i'm very curious to see like i imagine it being kind of a darker more like noir type tone yeah. to it yeah so his face paint reminded me of you remember the in the very beginning of dark knight yes where joker is wearing the mask like during the the mob bank robbery yeah yeah that's what the face paint reminded me of definitely definitely but i'm also biased because heath ledger was my joker yeah that was yeah. the joker yeah. that i've decided to to be uh, we can hopefully try to erase the Jared Leto Joker out of our minds. Please. Which is hilarious because even the director of Suicide Squad uh, tweeted out something saying that, yeah, the damage tattoo was a bit much. Like, all the tattoos were a bit much, dude. Come on. They they were... It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. It strayed way too far. Yeah. He tried to make the Joker like a gangster. Like... I mean, I guess the Joker is a gangster, but I think he played to that gangster archetype way too much in that yeah. movie. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't even know if that like the Joker was a gangster and then he becomes the Joker and he's this criminal like Gotham is doing the Joker kind of in a way um, and they're doing him very very well like they they had this portion of the season last year where like the Joker may have been this one character. But then we come to find out there's this twist, and it's actually this other character. So, like, they're playing with both sides of his of his kind of character and the dichotomy. Behind, yeah, yeah, both sides of that dichotomy. And the way the way that they're doing them now is uh, incredibly just dark and like sadistically genius, which is awesome. Cannot wait for that uh, show to come back on. Oh, man, I, I can't wait yeah. either. I'm, I'm I'm just jumped on the Gotham train, yeah. so because yeah. it's on Netflix, so I'm trying to catch up. Yeah, I want to see it. I'm trying to catch up. So. I cannot wait. Um, also, with the Joker, this was this was pretty <laughs> funny. On the second part of the Joker, uh, so Tommy Wiseau, who famously recorded, which has many times been called the the worst movie ever. I the did Room. not hit her. I did not. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks to a YouTube channel called Nerdist, uh, did a recreation of the interrogation scene from The Dark Knight. And I'm going to play a little bit for you guys right now. So just to, just to paint the scene, set the picture, The if Jim Gordon were to walk away and the lights go out, this is where <laughs> the scene comes in from The Dark Knight. Never start with the head. 
The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel anything. <laughs> you see? <laughs> I don't feel anything. You wanted me. Of note. I want to see what you do. <laughs> you didn't. Of note, the Batman is pretty terrible on this also. But so it, it makes it that much better. It does. Disappoint. You let five people die, and you let Dan take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Where's Dent? Those <laughs> mobsters, those uh, fools want you gone so they can go back. They cannot go back. Because you change everything forever. Then why do you want to kill me? Change everything forever! <laughs> then why do you want to kill me? I don't want to kill you. Why should I kill you? What I would do without you? you Brian's dead on the other side of the table. You complete me. Alright, I think that's a good place to stop. I think oh that's a good place God. to stop. Like... <sighs> It's just, it's so bad, but it's so good. Like, <sighs> I, I, I just, I'm just sharing it everywhere. I, I just, I just can't get over it. Yeah. Like, I don't know who's worse, Tommy Wiseau or, or the dude who play, who's playing Batman. So, and speaking of Tommy Wiseau, he actually released the room in its entirety on his YouTube channel, just free for people to watch whenever they want. So go check it out. I watched it and. Literally, the first five to ten minutes of the movie is just a rampant sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Didn't they make a movie? About, isn't there a movie about the making of yeah, that Yeah, The Disaster Artist with uh, James Franco. Okay. But the weird thing about this, this sex scene in this movie is that, like, it's this really, like, romantically shot scene. But in the background, you hear this super cheesy, like, porn music. And Tommy Wiseau giggling in the background. It's. Did you did you stop out of five minutes because you couldn't because you couldn't finish watching it? No, I I I kept skipping through because it's like the 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 character like this the female character in the movie has sex with with Tommy Wiseau's character, and then literally the next set of scenes is her having sex with some other dude. Oh God! Yeah, that's perfect cinematography. <laughs> so it really sets the sets the scene for for what that movie's about. Oh man, that's you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> so, so, so we're getting close to Halloween, and we're also getting close to um, the new revamp of the Halloween series, uh, which I've notably been super, 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 super excited about. Uh, Ryan, why is your shot of the table lifting up? Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, no, but. Let me say. Let me just say, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't care that she's old. She can still get it, dude. Oh yeah. She she's fine. Yeah. She can get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but she's just a straight badass in both in all three of the trailers that have come out. Yeah. Uh, but of course, John Carpenter is the director of this film, and he also did the score. So they redid the uh, the Michael Myers theme or the Halloween theme for the movie, and it's really cool. I like what they did with it. A couple, couple resynths. I love Michael Myers. Ooh. 
it's it's so perfect to me. Yeah. It really is perfect. The I, thing the thing about that theme is it's so simple, but it's like it just it sets this this tone in your in in your like it just makes the hair stand up on the back of your head. It does. And like it just it's simple yet like intense at the same time. It's it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you know this, but have you actually watched all the Halloween movies? Yeah, for the most part. So do you know why Halloween three has like no Michael Myers or or anything like that in it? So that's because at the end of two, when uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen yeah. the Halloween movies, yeah, just whatever. But so Michael Myers dies at the end of Halloween yes. two. Yes. So they wanted to end that Michael Myers saga there. So they wanted to make the Halloween movies like individual like twilight zone-esque movies so like where every halloween movie has like something different that's happening in it yeah so they did halloween 3 with the weird crazy masks that had no michael myers in it but then they realized that everyone liked michael myers way more than they thought so (laughs) by the time halloween 4 came out they brought michael myers now which of the the halloweens aren't canon anymore all of them except for I'm pretty sure none of them are canon except for the first one. Okay. So, because this picks up after the first movie. Okay. All because right. um, Laurie Strode, for this movie, doesn't know that she's related to Michael Myers. Okay. All right. So, according to this story, the entirety of the first movie happens, and he, instead of him going to the hospital in the second one and trying to murder everybody in the hospital in the second movie, he just gets locked away. All right. And he escapes. Yeah. The trailer, the bo- all the trailers that have come out for that movie just look so good. I watch them every day. Yeah. I, I'm serious. Like, I, I, I'm so excited for this that I, I, w- I watch them every day. Yeah. It just gives me such a, I now, guess, so tingly. This is a little bit of trivia for, for the those may, who may not know, but do you know where the origin of the Michael Myers masks come from? Uh, I, I read somewhere that it is... Uh, uh, William Shatner when Kirk is Kirk's death mask, right? Yeah. So it's an inside out William Shatner mask. That's basically what it is. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. And that's so basic also. Yeah. For the trailer, in what universe do you think it's cool to go show the mask that Michael Myers was wearing like 40 years ago to the serial killer? Hey, Michael. Remember this? got something this? you want to see. <laughs> like, why? Like... <laughs> That's that's why it's a horror movie. Yeah. That's why I hope they die first. <laughs> I really want them to die. I just I just want them to stab lots of people. <laughs> Please just stab everybody. Yeah. It's funny. Like he picks up what is it? He picks up a, like a um screwdriver or something. It was a hammer. Uh, it was a hammer. That's what it was. And then he kills this chick. And then he goes into the kitchen, opens up the drawers, like takes oh, a yeah. butter knife. These these are things I used to use. Well, it was like no, it wasn't. So he goes in. So the woman's out there, and she goes yeah. back into the house, and yeah. he takes the hammer. He walks in and fuck and kills the woman. And yeah, then, and then he turns. It's like if you look at the trailer, she was like cutting a ham. Yeah, there was like a ham just <laughs> chilling on the counter, and he just oh butter knife. I mean a uh, chef's knife. I could do this. Yeah, and just walks out. He's <laughs> such, such a badass. Such a badass. Oh man, he's so great. If you can't tell, I'm really excited for Halloween, man. Oh, yeah, really definitely. Um, also, we had a new iPhone release. Yes, so we're switching up into tech world. Um, I got my hands on the new phone because I felt like buying a new phone. Uh, so I got that 10s Max that I threw up the X finally. <laughs> and 
uh, so far I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the, the way that it works. Um, I was playing around with the emoji or the animojis earlier today. I was a little worried that I wasn't going to be able to get used to not having a home button. Yeah. But I'm, that, that it, was my biggest, yeah. that when I, so I threw up the X, I threw up the X a long time ago when the X uh, first came out and, uh, that was a big adjustment for me because yeah. how am I supposed to just learning the different controls, learning to swipe up from the bottom. Yeah. Face ID on the old ones can sometimes can be a little frustrating. But yeah. No, but uh, we got the, uh, the A12 chip in it. It's got uh, a bunch of new camera features. iOS 12 has a bunch of new features to it. Uh, the only thing I don't like, which I'm getting used to working around it, but I like having the battery percentage up next to the battery. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that on this phone because there's not enough room, so you have to, like, slide down from the top, which I've gotten used to it by now, but it's just, it's one of those little things that at first I was like, man, I wish it had this. But gotten used to it. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it looks like a good yeah. phone. It, the screen looks crystal yeah. clear. Like, the, the camera in it is, is beautiful. Uh, I can now take some, some beautiful selfies. <laughs> the selfies are important. Yes. They are important. Uh, Snapchat is important. But we just wanted to talk about the... The new iPhone came yep. out, and, and then uh, the the iPhone XR will be out in uh, in about a month. Now, what's the difference between that and the iPhone X Max or whatever? So the XR is basically just like the iPhone X XS. Uh, it comes in a variety of different colors, um, and it just has the better. Pr- so it's got all the, the new hardware in it, but um, it's going to come in at a cheaper price point, and it's also coming in like five or six. T- it's basically the new iPhone 5C. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to our to our TV recap real quick. Uh, so we all love Game of Thrones here, and the Emmys oh, yeah. just happened, and uh, Game of Thrones took away four Emmys. Yes, um, they did. Uh, outstanding drama series. Peter Dinklage took home best supporting actor for a drama series. Special effects and costumes. So I thought that was yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, especially for a show in its last season, which. I'm still I'm I'm I'm, st- I'm ready, but I'm also not ready for it. It's March, right? Is that when it comes back? I think it's March. March or April, but we still got a whole like six months. We could do it. Yeah, hang on to me, Brian. <laughs> we'll get we'll get through this together. Did you see, uh, uh, Amelia Clark got the uh, the, the dragon tattoos. She got the dragon tattoo. Literally, on her. the girl with the dragon tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, um, yeah, and confirmed. You know the. Game of Thrones sets are going to become tourist tra- uh, tourist attractions. Up, that makes sense. Yeah, Croatia is going to turn it into like a a revenue stream. Oh yeah, and I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Uh, they they do that for for The Walking Dead down in Georgia, which yay Walking Dead. Uh, but they do that for you know New Zealand for you know Hobbiton and, and the Shire. Yep. yep. So so you can take the walk the trail to Mordor or, yeah. or whatever. Also, TV Supergirl. Uh, it was recently praised for casting its first uh, transgender superhero. Hmm. Um, Nicole Maines. I don't know if you know her backstory, uh, but for, for some state, she's she, she's a transgender woman, and uh, she sued her school district. Uh, I think it was like 2016, um, because the school district would not let her use the woman's bathroom. Wow! And she won, so now she gets to go on Supergirl. Uh, she's gonna play a character called uh, Nia Nall, um, and she's gonna be mentored by Kara, who is of course Supergirl. Yeah. At, at the uh, the the Daily Planet, I think they're all reporters for. CW is doing a lot of really good stuff this year because, as I'm sure, I don't know if we ever, if we talked about it, but the, the new they're coming out with a Batgirl series, kind of set in the Arrowverse. Yep. And Ruby Rose is cast as you know as best Batgirl. So. And we also got a uh, 
jumping back a little bit, we got a birds a confirmation for a Birds of Prey movie that's coming out. Yes. Uh, it looks like, was it 2020? Uh, yeah, I think so, I yeah, yeah, I think so. So that's exciting. WB is doing a lot of cool things. Yeah. I like what they're doing with the DC yep. universe. Oh, we, we, we already touched on this, but Patrick Stewart, we, work's begun for the Picard show. Yep. Cam Picard, which is pretty cool. Uh, it, it, we, we all thought so. Talking about The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, so this is Andy Lincoln's last season as Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead, but it's been confirmed he's coming back as a director for future episodes. So That's cool. He hasn't completely separated from The Walking Dead, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's like going to be a permanent director, if he's going to do like just a couple yeah. different episodes, yeah. maybe an episode. Will we watch the ninth season? Still undecided. I've, I still haven't finished the last season. Ne- neither have I. I've kind of given up. Yeah. Uh, but we got to talk about a couple Netflix things. That's yes. That's happening. Uh, first, um, the Daredevil season three, we saw production photos for the new Daredevil. And we got the trailer. We did get the trailer as well. I am so excited for Daredevil. Like Daredevil's my f- probably my favorite Marvel character. Because spoiler, he died at the end of last season, did he not? Supposedly, he yeah. Died. Supposedly, at the end of Defenders, he dies. Uh, um, but um, yeah. So like, like I said, Daredevil's always been one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe, and I'm so excited for for this uh, for this season of the show and all of the Netflix shows now on their you know sophomore years and their junior years of, of production are just really really hitting their strides oh, i yeah. think they're, they're doing a really good job with I, them and i did read that we probably won't be getting another defenders type of uh show because that was meant to be more of like a one-off maybe a two-off type thing right but, but it was never meant to be like a regular series so um what we can hope for is that these characters will cross paths like they have been in you know their respective shows so like we got um in iron fist season two a lot of uh, Min- misty knight so that may bring upon a daughters of the dragon type of yeah you know series i would love for us to get a heroes for hire you know luke cage iron fist type of uh dynamic going um but yeah like uh, daredevil is is going to be such a good such a good season like i'm ready I just want to see, because the last time we saw Bullseye, and Bullseye is going to be in this season of the show, the last time we saw Bullseye it was Colin Farrell as, That's a, right, as yeah. a, our, our lovely Irish villain. So hopefully they can actually like do the character justice. Better, justice and a little bit better than that. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people hate on the Daredevil movie. I like it, like, now. You, but you have to watch the director's cut, because the director's cut is the best version of that movie. Okay. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot in the director's cut that they took out of the, you know, theatrical version that kind of ties a lot of things together. It makes the movie more cohesive and make more sense. But for as much hate as that movie gets, like I said, I love Daredevil, so I'm always gonna really enjoy anything yeah. he's in. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, then uh, Netflix as well. They've confirmed that a Diablo series is in the works. I saw that too. I'm excited for yeah. that. I'm excited for uh, that. Is th- they said it was gonna be animated, right? Yes, they did. Yeah. So. It still is going to be good. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, definitely. They've didn't they don't they have like Attack on Titan now and or did I make that up? I thought Netflix took over doing that. Maybe. I don't know if they took over it, but I know. Um, I mean they've they've got a, a bunch of those types of movies out, like obviously Castlevania. That's what I was talking about. Castlevania. Yeah. That's Castlevania. What I was yeah. Uh, so, so I think they're going to do a good job. Yeah. I mean Netflix appears to be doing a good job with every show that they. Oh yeah, they've Put out. So that's why I'm okay with spending fourteen dollars a month for Netflix because. The, they produce top quality content. But look, we, we've got to get into this. We've yeah. got to get into the big Netflix story. Yes. Uh, Superman is now The Witcher. Yes. So uh, everybody probably saw the internet 
go into a, into a tizzy when there was rumors that Henry Cavill was leaving DC Universe and Superman, which he's not. Uh, if you're not, you know, under a rock, you know this. Or if you're not stupid, you know this. But there was, like, rumors that Michael B. Jordan was going to be recast as Superman and that just put the internet into a frenzy. But, yeah, now he's not leaving Superman, but he is going to be playing Mr. Geralt of Rivia uh, in, the, in the Witcher series for Netflix. So uh, now that we got a, a casting for him, who do we think should play his supporting group of people? Oh, well, so I, I, there's a strong case, I think, for Ava Green to play Yennefer of Vingerberg. Oh, yeah. I mean, she looks the role. She's, you know, because Yennefer's got that, like, uh, inhumanly beautiful sort of quality because she's yeah. a sorceress. Ava Green, she is. She's a smoke show. She could do it. Yeah. She is. She, I mean, and uh, you had an interesting pick for one of the other characters. For for Triss, um, I had mentioned this a while back, uh, but Kate Mara. Yeah, Kate Mara could do w- it. Would would be good at that. But um, Vesemir. Um, if you've ever seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, um, Jonathan Banks, who plays you know Saul's right hand man in Breaking Bad. It just came to me. Like, I was looking at a picture of him online. I was like, you know who could be a perfect cast for this guy? And, you know, Jonathan Banks is, is who popped in my head. So, But when you put Jonathan Banks side to side with a picture of Vesemir from The Witcher 3 Wild yeah. Hunt, I mean, it just looks right. Yeah. It looks yeah. right. Yeah. I could totally see that. So, uh, producers of uh, The Witcher for Netflix, if you're listening to this podcast, just give him a call. A couple ideas. Just Maybe you know, he'd be interested. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I'm a huge fan of The Witcher. I'm super obsessed with The Witcher nowadays, so I've just been playing it, so I'm yeah. excited for that. Uh, I guess the last thing we had to talk about for this segment was that Big Bang Theory is dying, and yeah. I'm excited for, for that to die. And then uh, there's a couple of minor, minor things with video games. Uh, this is actually kind of big, actually. Telltale surprisingly closed up pretty much overnight. Yeah, uh, that, Telltale games. that really surprised me. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, of the way their games, you know, of the games, like Guard- the Guardians game, the Batman um, games. Obviously, you got your Walking Dead games. Um, they're all really good games, but I guess, you know, you can only do so much. I read that they had a financing deal that, yeah. that fell through. So yeah. because of that, they had to shut down. But the cool thing about this, the silver lining for the people who were employed by Telltale is that, a bunch of different game studios have reached out and we're like, hey, anybody that's been affected by this, reach out to us and we can find something for you, I'm yeah. sure. So the people who were affected by this aren't really going to be out of a job for long, if at all. So I was also reading that uh, So Stranger Things was supposed to be getting a Telltale, uh, Telltale game. Yeah. And I was reading that that might live on because there's active bidders for for people for that game to, to purchase it. So oh. looks like if, they were, if you were working on Stranger Things... At least you might have a you might have a job, which is pretty cool. Um, stupid things here. Red Dead Redemption Two. I read an article that said the horse's balls are going to shrink in cold water. Because when you're playing a game like Red Dead, you need to have that horseball physics. You do. It's the horseball physics are <laughs> make the game. You were touched on Spider Man, Pokemon Go. There was a weird Pokemon that popped up this weekend on Pokemon Go. It was called Meltem, yeah, and it looked like a freaking pacifier. Yeah, like you catch this thing pops up and you catch it, and it turns out to be just a freaking ditto. <laughs> so many dittos, but yeah. So like they they released the you know this this the name of this Pokemon, and I haven't seen it since. Since they nope. announced it, it's it just it's gone. Nope, nope. It just looked like they threw like a blob of paint at the wall and was like, yeah. that's a Pokemon. What do we name this? <laughs> it was it was weird. It was weird. It's uh, a hex nut Pokemon. <laughs> um, 
uh, PlayStation Classic gets a release date of December 3rd, which is the 30th anniversary of the original PlayStation, which is pretty cool. Which Ho- I still have. Hopefully you buy uh, a C adapter because it doesn't come with one of those. Yeah, it's so stupid. But, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I still have my OG PlayStation, so I see no need to purchase this because I can just buy a converter to drop it from, you know, RC, from composite to HDMI. Yeah. And so move on with my life. So it'll work for you. And I get the nostalgia of actually putting a physical copy of a disc into a console. Bonus time. Oh, yeah. Bonus time. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's move on to our next segment. I mean, the next segment, we didn't plan for it to be too long, but we're going to talk about a fast forward. This, we've kind of envisioned this segment to be things that we're excited about for the coming month yes. or two. Now, in the realm of, um, we were just talking about Pokemon. Uh, let's go Eevee, let's go Pikachu. Of course, we've touched on that yeah, a lot. Which I need to buy a Switch for. My son is going to get the uh, Eevee, so that's going to leave me with Pikachu. Which, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'll be the OG like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. But he's going to waste it and turn it into a Flareon, <laughs> probably, instead of a Jolteon like a normal human being. Okay, so I guess that answers the question I was just getting ready to ask. Which is your favorite Eeveelution? Jolteon. Jolteon. For sure. I'm partial to Jolteon, but I mean... I, I guess if we're going OG3, i got to go Vaporeon. Vaporeon's okay. Yeah. I've, so for me, it's uh, Jolteon, uh, Jolteon, Umbreon, Espeon, Flareon, Glaceon. Uh, I'm forgetting one. That's it. I haven't said that. Yeah. Oh, Flareon. Flareon, yeah. And then Sylveon. I don't like Sylveon yeah. that much. So Jolteon has always been OG. Oh, like yeah. Anytime I get an Eevee... Best believe I'm trying to turn it into a Jolteon as fast as possible. Yep. Uh, a couple albums I'm excited that I was reading come out. Behemoth is coming out this month with I Loved You at Your Darkest. Good Charlotte is coming out with Generation RX, like genera- Generation Prescription. Yeah. Uh, Coed and Cambria. S- speaking of Good Charlotte, real quick, did you see them perform with Dr. Phil? I did. See <laughs> uh. I, I immediately looked at my wife and was like, this is your favorite band. <laughs> this is, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Uh, so, Good Charlotte, um, my wife's actually going to see them, and she gets to meet them next month. Nice. She's super excited. Uh, Coed and Cambria's new album, on Heavenly Creatures, Disturbed with Evolution. Um, if you go to Apple Music, you can listen to one song off the album. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, Soulfly with Ritual. Uh, Tenacious D, Post-Apocalyptico. I'm so yes. excited. So excited. Yes. I cannot. Like, Tenacious D... It's just one of those bands that not a lot of people really like because I just I don't know why they don't. But like the Pick of Destiny, I, I love that movie. The like, movie is fantastic. Like, I can listen to Master Exploder like on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, it just doesn't end. Uh, and finally, um, Metallica is re-releasing Injustice for All in a remastered box set. Yeah. It's gonna have two hundred songs available, uh, including obviously a remastered version of the original album, but. Couple different concerts, the demos, similar to the way they did with like Master of Puppets, yeah. with their box set. Uh, I also read kind of the tie into this album thing is that Avenged Sevenfold is releasing an album full of the songs they've recorded for um, Ca- Call of Duty, um, nice. and they just released a new one for Call of Duty Black, Black Ops, Ops 4, Four, which is called Mad Hatter. It's a fantastic song, and they're actually in the process of writing their new out, al- like their next album. So they're already like jumping on into the studio yeah, and kind of work on that. It so. sounded like uh, Gates was saying that they were working on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So super excited. Oh, yeah. I, I love events. I love events so much. So do I. Um, not much in the realm of movies. I'm, I'm super excited for the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, though, about Queen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who they picked to be... Uh, yeah. Rami Malek, like, they could not have... Like, because 
before when this movie was in its early stages, like they were going with they were going to go with Sacha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Remy Malek is such a better choice. He is. He is, and he's younger. Yeah, which is what they wanted. Yeah. Um, Viking Destiny of Gods and Warriors is coming out too. I'm I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, video games. I mean the the standards. Forza Horizon. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We're all excited for yeah. that one. Did you see the, the the new Alexa ad? I did. For yeah. uh, the uh, the Amazon Alexio. I did. <laughs> Just this ancient Spartan warrior sitting on your night table, offering you nighttime stories and weather updates. It's so great. <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, Super Mario Party, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Now with horseball physics. Thank God. <laughs> we got to make sure that they shrivel and expand <laughs> as much as possible. Um. Call of Cthulhu, which is always one of my favorite games on uh, PlayStation 2. So yeah, that's 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 pretty much that's that's what we're looking forward to, and we'll go into a more in-depth yep. analysis yep. in the in the future. So let's say we move into this little top five segment that we teased earlier. Um, so kind of what I was alluding to earlier in the show, talking about some artists that don't really stick stick around very long. Um, I came up with the idea, and we may have touched on this before in previous episodes, but I'm going to bring it back in. Bands that we find underrated. So a band that, you know, you really, really love, but you feel like hasn't really achieved the type of mainstream success that they deserve. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to shoot off my five, and then I'll let you shoot off your five. Sure. So who remembers a little band that came out around the early 2000s named Ra? Love Ra. I love me some rock. Yeah, so just listen to this. This is amazing to me, and this band should, you know, be played more than they are. Like all of their songs are amazing, and they're very unique in that um, they use a lot of like Indian influence to a lot of their sound. Yeah. So like, it's just it's amazing to me that this band hasn't received the kind of success that they deserve. They put out, uh, their last album came out, I want to say in like 2013. But I mean, the lead singer is definitely not bored or not busy. He's working, you know, with uh, Maytal, Co- uh, Maytal Cohen. Oh yeah, the famous uh, YouTube yeah, drummer. Yeah, the famous YouTube drummer on her album. So um, they're definitely doing good. Uh, there's another band I have on here, Fair to Midland. So this is a band that has a very unique sound to them uh, out of Texas. And, Came out, came out around 10 years ago, around 2008, have released two albums, and, like, I, they need to get more radio play. Like, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, like, just, I'm digging it. Like they're, just, they're so good. That's way better than the garbage that gets played on the local radio right now. Yeah. If I hear another strut song, I will throw myself out the window. <laughs> uh, and then I've got um, Trust Company. You know, they're they're one of these bands that were out when I was in high school, yeah. and like they should have been more popular than they are, and they've kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Jimmy's Chicken Shack, local band. I haven't heard much from them, but they did put an album out um, a couple years ago. But again, it's just they're these bands that are really, really good, but just don't have the commercial radio success that they should. Now, the last band I'm going to talk about has been around for years. Yep. One of the 
and Rolling Stone actually did an article on these guys uh, about a month ago. They're the best progressive rock band you've never heard of. Crack the Sky. So if anybody that listens to this show is a Crack the Sky fan, please let us know. And if you're not a Crack the Sky fan, you will quickly become one. Oh yeah. Groovy. The interesting the interesting thing about Crack the Sky is like I said they've been around for years but they they never really achieved commercial success because one of the things about this band was the record like the people that they were working with the producers like they never sent out all the like the, the CDs to the radio stations oh. for some reason. So like they just never really got radio play except on the East Coast. They're one of the most popular Maryland bands, in, and they're not even really from Maryland. They're more from like the Virginia area. Yeah. But like any Marylander that listens to classic rock knows who Crack the Sky is, and they have such an incredible fan base. And they just put out a new album a couple uh, a couple weeks ago with a new recording studio, new management. So hopefully, finally this band gets radio play and it's really sad because the lead singer almost died a couple of years ago from a, a throat issue. I don't know if it was throat cancer or something, but like he's back with the band, he's singing again. So that's good. But it's just like, we almost never got to really hear this band and he never got to experience what it might be like to get Have really successful. Yeah to, yeah. to get their big break. Finally, like 30, 40 years later. Oh, man. I can't believe, I can't believe. Yeah. That. Yeah. I guess I got a, I guess I got a top five. I got to go through here. Yep, yep. So first one uh, is another, uh, I guess a prog rock band, uh, known as Anubis Gate. Uh, they've been around since about 2012, and I'm gonna play you a little song here called "Destined to Remember" from 2014's album Horizons. I like that so far. So when I first heard these guys, I thought I was listening to Dream Theater. Yeah, they're very, very Dream Theater-esque. Uh, and then I realized it wasn't Dream Theater, and I was like, oh, well, now I have to figure out who this is. Um, just a great band. They have a couple albums out. Um, I've never heard a bad song. Horizons happens to be my favorite album from those guys. Um, Dustin to Remember is a great song, Never Like This. Uh, sorry, Never Like This, A Dream. And then Horizons, the title track. I've, such good tracks. I'm going to have to listen. See... This 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 man across from me here has introduced me to two bands in the last month that I've absolutely in, fell in love with, um, and this is going to be one of the, another band like this is one of those bands that I'm just going to like just dive right into and and soak up like the your emerge a tyrant emerge a tyrant. I I put these guys on on my way to work one day and I was literally thrashing in my car. They're, I was I was sitting at red lights just thrashing. They're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've said it before, but it's one of my friends from high school. Um, they're trying to make it big, and they just released their first full-length album. So good. Uh, I mean, buy the physical copy, support them. But if you can't do that yet uh, off of their website, then it's on Apple Music. Give yeah. it a listen. Yeah. Emerge a Tyrant. Um, oh, it's so, so good. Their music is so good. It's thrashy. 
it's heavy it's very reminiscent of of yeah you know like I, when i think of them i think like a metallica yeah hopefully they don't end up on this list <laughs> <laughs> i hope not i hope yeah. they end up on our on the list of bands that are the greatest bands in the history of bands yes that would be awesome um another popular one that i think is underrated they don't get a, as much attention as um i think they should is alter bridge one of my all-time favorite bands uh blackbird is one of my favorite songs but the one i'm going to play right now is actually if you're a wwe fan a little little metalingus little, little, little metalingus little rated r superstar yeah it was a theme it was uh for the WWE wrestler Edge, it was his theme song. Brian is drumming across the table from me. I, I just can't help it. gotta wait for the stream I messed that up uh, but the, yeah uh, like Blackbird one of my favorite songs that song's really good I did have you listened to their last album I have wolves it was a wolves right? uh, no um last hero Oh yes, yes. I have, I have, oh, I have listened God, to that. It's such a good album. So good. Like, this, like, when Creed first came out, I was a huge Creed fan. Yep. And I'm so happy that even now that Creed has, you know, since broken up and they've all been off doing their own things, like the core members of Creed, Mark Romani and Brian and Scott, are now a part of Alter Bridge and, like, and it's better than Creed. Yes. Like Miles Kennedy's voice can make an angel cry it really can it really can so alter bridge another one i love this band so much um rise against yes um now i'm gonna play a selection from rise against here uh and this was my very first experience to rise against when i was young ryan One's called Drones. Alright, uh, so he's got that perfect alt yeah. rock voice. Yeah. Um, the one of the little known things about Rise Against is, that, I mean, they're really active with like conservation and yeah. environmental yeah. protection. So a lot of their music is about, you know, we're destroying the planet. Like, yeah fix yourselves uh so which i really love i really love that i mean they're all just really talented musicians and then my next to last selection here is probably from the band that i, gr I that i grew up with so picture a, a 12 year old ryan unsure of himself in high school uh, in middle school and then i'm sitting in my quiz bowl team and all of a sudden they start talking about this little band called Sum 41. And that's when I get to first hear this gem. Uh, of course, this is Fat Lip.
when I'm hacking out, drinking in the back of an El Camino. As a kid, wasn't scared and no one knew me by name. Trash my own house party because nobody came. All the 13-year-old angst. Oh, God. Such a good song. Yes. This is one of the bands where I can listen to every album, cover and cover. But I think I listened to Fat Lip at one point nonstop for like yeah. three weeks. That's all I would listen to. I haven't really paid attention to, and I may be one of the causes of this band being underrated, but I really haven't paid much attention to them in, in the last few years. But I think one of the things that happened was that the lead singer, Derek, kind of you know got in a bad way for a while and was in rehab for a bit. Yep. And like I f- but I, f- I think... From last I heard, they were clean, and he was, you know, starting to to work on the, with the band again. They were. Um, well, they just released a new album. Yeah. So, okay then. Yeah. So uh, Dave Bask, who was the lead, he was the lead guitarist for Sum Forty One. He left for, I guess, about almost ten years, and for uh, the new album that just came out uh, last year, Thirteen Voices, they he's actually back. Wow, I'm gonna so, have to go listen to that album. So now. Uh, Thirteen Voices has a lot of like you can tell. Like a lot of Iron Maiden-inspired sort of riffs and flows. Right. It's it's worth it. It's a really good album. Um, but so, I mean, some of the albums from Sub Forty One, All Killer No Filler, oh, yeah. Underclass Hero. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the one that I really love? Um, Over my head. No, it was uh, Doesn't Look Infected. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Doesn't Look Infected. Yeah. I just I can listen to those albums over and over and over. Again. Oh yeah, definitely. Screaming Bloody Murder is such a great album. That's the album before Thirteen Voices. I'm getting ahead of myself. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the last band that I had is actually a band that is relatively new it, it, to me. Anyway, relatively new to me. Um, they were just signed to I think Roadrunner Records, um, but they've been around since like 2007. And uh, it's a band called Motionless and White. I see you're wearing their merch right now. I am wearing their merch because uh, I I fully believe that the the lead singer. Uh, he goes by the moniker Chris Motionless is like one of the best frontmen for a, a rock band of the 2000s. He's one of the best. Um, this band is kind of like a hardcore uh, heavy metal, so they kind of they take influences for like System of a Down, Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, and they do a lot of horror. So like a couple of their songs are based like one is called Dark Passenger, and it's based off of Dexter. All right. Um, one of them is called. Uh, Anyway, it was based off of Dexter. Uh, but the song that I really love that I'm going to play is called Reincarnate. And it is fantastic. Alright. And one of the things I like most is he's just got such a unique delivery. But I'll wait till, wait till the verse kicks in. He's got a voice that like comes from the throat, but it's still sort of like melodic, which I love so much. It's like a combination of Marilyn Manson and Wayne Static. Yeah. Okay, that's that's got some some Jared Leto in there now. I got one more song. This will kind of show another another sort of style. Uh, the song's called America. I like the, the little little industrial they, vibe they got going. Yeah. 
and I think this song really shows off like his different vocal delivery style. So great. Alright. So, Motionless and Light, if you're not a fan, you need to go check them out. So, hopefully, Hi. I've expanded everyone's horizons today. So, uh, hopefully, I have too. So, yeah. Go ahead and help us make these bands no longer underrated. <laughs> go listen to them and, and share with your friends. Yes. Please, we're, we're begging you. And while you're sharing bands with your friends... Share a podcast. Yes, please. Rate it, comment on it, like the page, share the page. Go rate us on Apple Music, go yes. rate us on SoundCloud, but go do it on Apple Music or yeah. on, on podcasts. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, need, we need people to, to more people to listen to us, and we, 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 we want to share our, our nerd passions with, with the world. So we need your help. Yes. Please help us. Yes. Uh, while you're helping us, in order to help us, you need to know what our social pages are. So, yeah. the Snorgans Network on Facebook, uh, Snorgans Podcast at gmail.com, uh, Snorgans Network on the Twitter, and I think everything else is just Snorgans Podcast. Just Google Snorgans Podcast. We, also have, we yeah. also have a YouTube channel. We haven't used it in a while, but we still do have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, I, I may, may open that up back up and start putting stuff on there. You know, we're both busy adults. We both, you know, we're, we're, we have lives, we have things that we're doing. So, I'm, but, I you know we got to make time for for things that we enjoy and I, I definitely am going to make more time for for doing that because I want you to enjoy the things I enjoy and I want you to laugh at me sucking at video games more so <laughs> I'll try and upload some, some yeah. I've been really into The Witcher lately man so yeah I, I saw that video you posted on Facebook where you uh one shotted the yeah. giant <laughs> that was you don't understand I one shotted that thing and then I proceeded to dance around my living room at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just so excited. I could not contain my excitement. I was worried about waking up my entire family. I could not believe it. <laughs> and then I had problems with it recording, and I really wanted it to get out there. So yeah. I just kept doing it until I got the perfect video. <laughs> so I think I'd, that's like the fifth time wow. me doing that. That video is like the fifth time <laughs> of me doing that. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. the great, One of the greatest video games in the history of video games. Yes. Uh Come find me on the social media. I am Sudden Spartan on everything except for the Facebook where I am Ryan Atkins. And I am Brian Clark on Facebook and that Clarky guy everywhere else. Follow me. Add me as a friend. We're lonely. Don't don't stalk me though. Or do. Please you know, don't. Please if, don't. If, I, if I don't know about it, then I can't tell you not to do it. Please don't go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside jokes. Anyway, um... Yeah, so that'll that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll let you know when when you'll hear from us again. We're both, like I said, we're busy adults. We have lives. We have things that sometimes you know interfere with with scheduling. But we try to get an episode, at least one episode, two episodes out a month. Um, so just keep your eyes on the Facebook page. Um, yeah, if you, and also if you like this format, let us know. Yeah, uh, I mean we kind of did a summary this this month because we haven't been able to get together. So yeah, yeah thought it was good to cover everything so let, let us know if you like this format let us know what you want us to do please yep um please. but until next time i'm brian i'm ryan and this has been the shenanigans podcast nerds out, out.
playing a game like Red Dead, you need to have that horseball physics. You do. It's the horseball physics are <laughs> make the game. 